Hi, this is John Doe. I'm back again, guys, for another commentary. The year's 1982. Today, I'm checking out Blade Runner, directed by Ridley Scott. And this is the infamous voiceover version, which I've never actually sat all the way through. Uh, just to note, guys, Blade Runner is easily in my top three films of all time. Uh... I'm very much on board with like the definitive cut that Ridley released. I think within the like the last like fifteen years, wasn't it? But uh, I thought it'd be interesting to cover this version of Blade Runner with the uh, voiceover. Yeah, uh, give it the once over. Um, so, guys, this version of Blade Runner. Um, I don't know how accessible this version is. It's currently available on AmazonPrime.co.uk for free for Prime membership owners. People who pay the money can watch this for free. So if interested, guys, you can sync up that way. I've got the film set on pause. Uh, put your subtitles on as well. Just to note, because I'm now uploading my commentaries to like Spotify, Amazon Music and a few other platforms, I've decided to have the film faintly playing in the background. Um, yeah, so if you can't sync up, there's every chance you can you'll sort of still faintly hear the uh, film playing in the bag. I thought it'd be good with, like, the voiceover. So you actually hear Deckard's internal monologue. Christ, let's get into it. So give your countdown in five, and we'll sync up. Five, four, three, two, one. Hit play. So Warner Brothers Pictures. I don't know if the actual film runtime is the same between the voiceover version and the definitive version. I have no idea. Oh, is this Lad Company? So hopefully you can... Uh, well, I'll check back later, but hopefully you can faintly hear the music in the background. Yeah, Lad Company, innit? Sir Run Run Shaw. Red and green. Oh, what year? 1982. What a summer. You had this, and then obviously John Carpenter's The Thing. Well, forget about E.T. E.T.'s like a minor note now. No one talks about that movie, but everybody talks about uh, Blade Runner and The uh, Thing. So Harrison Ford credit. Blade Runner's just appeared credit. So it's red on black. Rutger Hauer, I salute you. Sorely missed Sean Young. See, I see credits appearing. Edward James Almos. M. Emmett Walsh. Daryl Hannah as the mermaid. Oh no, that's a different film. William Sanderson. Brian James. Yeah, man. Later with uh, John Krakow. So he's the uh, bartender from The Shining. Very nice. Joanna Cassidy, Terry Rawlings, supervising editor. Music performed by the iconic, the legend himself, Mr. Van Gelis, man. Argument to say he's easily 50% of this movie. That's not to uh, diminish uh, Ridley's efforts. And old Jordan Cranenwalf, who's just appeared DOP, 
He's another un, 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 unsung hero. David Peoples, screenplay. Hampton Fancher. Wow, man. It's just a list of... It's just... <clears throat> it's A-listers, isn't it? So, directed by Ridley Scott. So, yeah, here we go. Text scrolling up. Early in the 21st century, the Tyrell Corporation advanced robot evolution into the nexus phase. A being virtually identical to human, known as a replicant. The Nexus 6 replicants with superior in strength and agility and at least equal in intelligence to the genetic slowdown techs engineers who created them. Replicants with off-world hazardous exploit... Oh, this text is moving up too fast. So special police squads, Blade Runner units, had orders to shoot to kill upon detection of any trespassing replicant. This was not called execution. It was called retirement. That's fucking execution, guys. Getting the job done, isn't it? Kill them all. Opening shot. Incoming. So Los Angeles, November 2019. This opening shot is remarkable, isn't it? Combination of many, many elements. So we've got Ossia Miniature. You've got the... Blazing Inferno fire coming out of the top of... Christ, guys, the pollution's fucking rampant in this fucking world. It's just burn everything. Expend everything. No no wonder there are, like, environmental effects. You just said the flashing of lightning. Lightning. Lighting. Plenty of lighting in this film. So this is wonderful. Holds up a treat. Yeah, remarkable. I think this is 1982. Looks fucking spectacular, you know? So the iconic eye shot and the reflected fire in the eyeball. Awesome, baby. So I like the kind of... And we'll get into it later on, but the... There's a very much like... um, Classic... I'll see this is... um, Sci-fi future in it. So you get the... Obvious distinction between, like, the rich and poor, you know? So this is where this is, like, the detection centre, isn't it? This is where they go to find out if you're a replicant or not. Series of questions. So Brian James choppering in to the right. I love this moody interior, very sort of... Film noir, innit? Shafts of light, light and shadow, innit? Yeah, very, very stark imagery. So this twat works with the Tyrell Corporation. Shoot, Brian. So Brian James. Oh, I haven't put his character name down. It's, um... So we've got... Batty, Rachel, uh, Press. What's this guy's name again? Not Sebastian. Ah, come to me later, guys. Don't ask him about his fucking mother. He never had one. He had a Pops. He's called fucking Mr. Tyrell. He's just leaving him up, isn't he? Early doors warm up.
Why would I be in a fucking desert, you dickhead? Are you gonna are you gonna ask me better fucking questions, twat? Sahara Desert, yeah? Did I teleport there? Is it a dream? It's a turtle. What's a tortoise? Tortoise turtle. Why would he be in the fucking desert? He's fucking sweating his ass off, isn't he? So I love how the screens and the eyeballs. Very sort of sci-fi future in it, but kind of works for me, you know? I think with a lot of these sci-fi films, it's very much like, if you're going to buy into it, you've got to play the hand of, like, suspension of disbelief, isn't it, you know? Because if you start to pick apart these films, yeah, there are obviously flaws, stark fucking what-ifs and maybes, but I love it, man, you know? And a lot of the visual aesthetics in Blade Runner have very much come to uh, fruition. I mean, just get your ass over to, like, Tokyo or Hong Kong during the uh, early hours of the evening. It's a sea of fucking neon and smoke, you know? And that's Blade Runner. There. Get your tickets. Get your ass over there. Oh, shit. His mother. Execution time. Wow. I love this next shot. Cityscape. The Asian lady bathed over the side of a building. It's fucking off-world. Look at the attention to detail. So it's obviously a miniature, various special effects, but just the element of, like, rain, trickling rain, and then I'll see the relentless neon. Look at this shot, man. It's fucking beautiful, man. So this is pretty unbelievable. This is all shot on a back lot. Look at the detail within this frame. The rain, the water, sea of Asian people. Uh, Harrison Deckard is chilling. He likes to prop his ass up against a sea of neon screens. That newspaper looks a little bit fucking ominous, doesn't it? Oh, some Asian guy. Is he cooking sushi? Off world. So where's that? Where are, we, where are they choppering them out to? You know? Because it looks like planet fucking Earth. I think that's where this film's set to. Oh, the voiceover's coming in. Ex-Blade Runner. Ex-Killer. Did we need to know that? You're a shredder, right? Just hoping I've got the audio turned up high enough. I miss that opening part of the uh, voiceover. It's fine. Can't have four. They've got a supply problem. He's telling him it's two and he wants four. Two, mate. Got fucking supply issues. Noodles. Can't you see this city's overpop? You get what you're given, son. There you go, mate. Sushi. That's what my ex-wife called me. Cold fish. That's a ridiculous point to incorporate that internal voiceover because uh, 
fuck me, Deckard's just ordering some food. Why would that be circulating within his fucking mind, you know? Yeah, if you're going to use voiceover, guys, it's got to match what the character's doing on screen, visually, facially. That's just shooed in, man, you know? I think the whole reason why they did this voiceover version, because on a couple of, like, pre-screenings, I think there were a few issues with, like, certain, like, audience members. They were struggling to sort of, uh, I don't know, keep up with it, but sort of truly ascertain what was going on. So they, the studio felt this need to overly explain everything more from the angle of, like, Deckard, you know. Wow, this is wonderful, man. So, City at Night. Yeah, this holds up fairly... Gaff. What? Right, so he's called Gaff. And he does City speak. No, Deckard, I, the audience member watching right now, I don't need a fucking translator, but you you insist on talking, telling me everything. Shut the fuck up. Glorious, man. Music is spectacular. Absolute symmetry in it between Ridley's visuals and Vangelis. They are one, you know. Beautiful transition, camera slowly panning downwards so these offices it looks like some kind of like station that's a wicked transition right there so this is old m emmett walsh so this is bryant he's a right swat he's a master of manipulation skin jobs right you pay me by the hour See you later, Gaff. Thanks for telling me your name. So that... Ah, uh, so he's a fucking racist. So that little... narrated moment there worked quite well. So they've got one tick so far, and then two other fails regarding the narration. Oh, yeah. Thing is, Deckard's your man, isn't he? He's the best guy for the job. Oh, Gaff. He likes to... I don't know. He's constant, constantly in the shadows, Gaff, isn't he? Assessing Deckard's mental state. And he leaves, like, little paper figurines, you know? Pretty dark from Brian. Yeah, chicken. Oh, yeah, Gaff. Oh, he's not coming to you, mate. I'm the number one guy. Are you fucking jealous, Gaff? No choice, pal. Oh, yeah. So this character's Leon. It's just come back to me. Look at the moody interior here, bathed in blue. Again, Ridley and uh, Jordan Cronenworth. Um, smoke, blues, shafts of light. 
attention to detail. Every frame within Blade Runner is popping out at the audience, you know. Just the imagery, the images, the frames, they just feel alive, you know. Practical lighting, guys, in it, practical effects. I mean, this is 1982. Whilst there are certain moments of uh, sort of like using special effects, it's very much all in camera, and you can certainly tell the difference, you know. Even in like 2023, for me, they've still not completely nailed this with like solely computer-generated image images. You know, it's still, it still hasn't. I mean, just obviously referring to Blade Runner right here, right now, it just doesn't have the. I don't know. Is it believability? The images just don't pop when it's solely computer-generated. I don't know what it is. You know. So this is Roy Batty. It's Rutger Hauer wearing one of those swimming hats. Look, doesn't he look amazing? So he's a Nexus 6. Shit. So Zora. Yeah, she's very aggressive. Oh, shit. So there's a few of them circulating. Press. So that's one, two, so there's four of them. I think originally, anybody familiar, I think they were initially six, but two got taken out. I don't know the moment. It's hard to know exactly where these replicants landed to. Um, but yeah, two were wiped out and obviously four remaining. I love Harrison's performance here. The little, like, grins to the side. He's like, are you pulling my fucking pisser, Brian? He's like, Brian's like, you'll figure it out, mate. Yeah. Coca-Cola, enjoy Coca-Cola. What? And not have a belly for a killing. What? No wonder your fucking wife divorced you, Deckard. The internal workings of your fucking brain right now, mate. You boring son of a bitch. Perfect casting. Casting old Harrison Ford. He know used to do boring, doesn't he? I am a fan. He's a wonderful actor. But, uh... Yeah, anybody's seen him doing, like, press junkets, interviews. Um, he can come across as a little bit cold and disconnected, disinterested, you know. But I don't mind that. So we're choppering up to the rich, rich-ass section, bathed in fucking gold. Tyrell's fucking lair. Tyrell Elon Musk lives here. Look at him, rich-ass prick. So this is wonderful, man. Yeah, it's time to meet old Sean Young, Rachel. Wow, look at this interior. Love the owl. Ah, she looks gorgeous. Classic 30s, 40s Hollywood look, innit? Yeah, with our uh, Sean Young. 
Oh my god, you're going to hear this constantly throughout, guys. The visuals are, 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 are unfucking believable, aren't they? You know? I really struggle to think of another movie out there. You look at like the entirety of like cinema. Can you name me another film that looks as good as Blade Runner? I mean, please feel free to get into the comments section, but I'm adamant that this is still top dog for me, even in the year of 2023, you know? Yeah, Blade Runner literally is untouchable. The definition of uh, cyberpunk. So here he is, Tyrell. So this is the bartender from The Shining. He's very important, this guy, isn't he? Clearly. Brilliant, man. So he's going to demonstrate the old void contest on uh, Rachel. And we're going to get a big uh, revelation. Tyrell's such a slippery snake, isn't he? You know? Yeah, he never truly reveals his full intentions, but you just know there's uh, there's a lot going on with this guy, you know? He's the big brains behind it all, you know? Wow, man. Oh, look at these gorgeous interiors. Cinematography is just unbelievable, isn't it? I love it. Just the shafts of light, you know? Yeah, Harrison's face sort of half-lit. Yeah, it looks beautiful, man. Oh, please smoke, love. Ridley will love this. It'll add so much detail within the frame. Oh, yeah, Rachel. So I don't know the exact working of this mechanism. So, so yeah, so it's fluctuation of the pupil. So it's all on the fucking eyeball, which we'll well see reveal. Yeah, the true, whether or not they're a fucking replicant, I guess. Look at the smoke, man. Ah, Rachel looks unbelievable right now. Oh, I'd get the wasp free. Oh, well, I'd kill it, but get it outside first. Yeah, wasps have got this uncanny ability when they're dying of sending out a frequency. Like, oh, oh, she'll get shredded and then all the other fucking wasps will be on the lookout for the dead one. So, survival tip, guys. Try and kill them outside, you know. It's a nice little montage, yeah. Slight passage of time, I guess. Is it a dead dog where she freezes up? Boiled dog. So it's interesting. Why does she freeze up there? That's really fucking strange. 
So the images have blanked out, so she's a replicant. Oh yeah, thanks Tyrell. Rachel's going to be pissed off with him. She ascertains her true fucking identity. Couple on it normally. All right, a few more than that. <laughs> Hundred. I guess we did get the passage of time. I said more human than human. And the fail safe is they give them like memory banks. It's all to crazy. He's gonna. It's, elaborate on it here and there so to create like some kind of like emotional cushion it's all about control yeah you've uh, it's smart but Deckard is like Jesus man you're in deep ear Tyrell there are going to be repercussions for your fucking actions mate you know playing fucking God, isn't he? You know? I love Harrison Ford here. He's just like pretending to look around. So back on the uh, Coca-Cola trail, sponsoring Blade Runner. Quite interesting throughout the city, you get this sense that the rain is not completely incessant everywhere. Yeah, interest in the environmental effects at play right now, you know. So a bit of detective work in a classic film noir. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks for telling us that, Deckard. I mean, I can clearly see what's going on. Fuck me, man. So this is Leon's fucking ropey-ass fucking apartment. And gaffs of zero fucking use. Just doing the psych eval on a Deckard. It's like fucking Al Gaff. Get involved. I've got to do all the fucking work myself, mate. This is really clever from Deckard. Look. Evidence in the bathtub. He's a thoroughbred. So that's not actually a Harrison Ford, right? That's a, a stand-in. But because it's completely silhouetted in black, they were able to uh, achieve that shot. Oh, yeah. What am I now, Gaff? A matchstick man. Wow, I love me some fucking neon lights, baby. The dragon, the smoke. So Leon's looking upwards. He's outside. He's aware. So they're pretty switched on, these fucking replicants. What? Replicants don't have scales. What is this fucking narration, Deckard? Well, who's to say? You're from one fucking picture, Deckard. You think it's a family fucking mugshot? Fuck me, son. 
detective from fucking house. So this is Roy Batty clenching his fucking fist. And there's Rutger Hauer. Gorgeous lighting. Sweaty face. God, man, the images are unbelievable, man. So Leon's immediately let on to Batty. We're being tracked, we're being watched. Policeman. Shit. Batty knows. Man. Policeman. Rutgers already simmering in he old Roy Batty. Probably his most iconic role ever. He's just a spectacular actor. I love this transition to the left. Yeah, look at the detail again here. Asian people on bikes, the fire, the neon. Ah, it's just unbelievable, man. So it's the eye shop. Oh, shit. So this is like one of uh, Tyrell's go-to guys, isn't it? The eye guy. The eye guy has to work in a fucking freezer. Christ, man. Freezing his fucking balls off. Oh, I man. I think you got guests, son. Of course, the replicants don't feel cold. You know, they are next level. So, what's up with the shit in his fucking back here? These fucking tentacles. Is that to keep him fucking warm? He can barely fucking move. Speak English, mate. Oh, your assistant's dead. Got shredded. Oh. Iconic lines. He's a bit of a wordsmith, any old batty. He's a deep, deep reservoir. Soulful, isn't he? I love the character. Cold. Freezing. Leon's like freezing, mate. Oh, yeah. Smell my freeze. Yes. Questions? Oh, he's got questions, buddy, but you want fucking answers, mate, don't you? Oh. So they're cutting to the chase here. What do you know? Like the old, yeah, longevity, incept dates. But his end goal is like, how long have I got left? You know? So he just does eyes. I think this is a legitimate response. I don't think he actually has or would know the actual incept dates. I guess, you know, Tyrell, he's probably the only guy that does fucking know, you know? With your eyes, too. Who does? (laughs) 
So it's interesting. Until that moment, yeah, they weren't actually aware of fucking Tyrell. So that's kind of cool. I like that. I guess that was probably a big deal when they were developing these replicants. As I said, regarding like fail safes, Tyrell was like, look, if they ever come back, you just got to make sure they can't get to me, you know? So Chew, he's freezing up here. The replicants don't fucking care. They've got their fucking uh, information. Just need the location now. So Sebastian, JF Sebastian. Rutger's amazing. As he backs up into the uh, coldish blue icy interior. Yeah, he looks wonderful. He's having so much fun right now with the character. So this is the famous underpass, isn't it, in uh, L.A., if I recall, used in many movies. Surprised they didn't shoo in the voiceover there, you know. What I will say so far, though, it's been... No, they haven't been used too much so far, the voiceover, so I am still enjoying this version, you know. So, about to enter Deckard's uh, wonderful apartment. Yeah, this is awesome. Who wouldn't want to live here, hey? Kind of funny to think that Rachel's actually in the elevator with him here. And he hadn't quite realised until now. Okay, baby. So it looks like she weren't able to get any information out of Tyrell. Or he was probably just very blasted. Yeah, you're a fucking replicant. Just do your fucking job. You're my fucking sex. Check my fucking mail. Any phone calls, you know? Don't care. Those emotions that you're feeling, I fucking implanted them, you know? Yeah, you don't fucking care, love. So Deckard lives at 9732. Great. I bet they've got people boxed in in this fucking apartment, you know? Mind you, though, Deckard's apartment seems fairly spacious, you know? It's sort of like, it's the, uh, shout out to, is it Sid Mead, uh, production designer slash illustrator, the aesthetic they're going for with the interior here, it's sort of like retro future, isn't it, you know? And I think Ridley was big on that throughout, you get it in Alien, and he has gone on record as saying the alien universe and the world of like Blade Runner could coexist you know if you think of like the crew on the Nostromo if they were to land on earth the city they would potentially land in would be the locale of Deckard here you'll see the Blade Runner location you know LA 20 
Is it 19? I think. Yeah, so this is all uh, implant, Rachel. As I said, it's a fail-safe emotional cushion. It's how they fucking control you. I know it's pretty harsh because look at her response. She's getting very emotional. Yeah, that is pretty uh, upsetting. Her realisation that those memories aren't real or aren't her own, you know? Oh, Deckard's trying to blush it, blush it, brush it off. I guess you just don't want to have to deal with it, you know? This is pretty fucking harsh, though, regarding Tyrell. To not even, like, zero fucking willingness on his part to have a conversation with her, you know? As far as I'm concerned, Tyrell deserves everything he gets in this film, you know? Irresponsible, God-creating brains maniac. Control yourself, son, you know? I just hope Elon Musk is a big fan of Blade Runner and he's got a fucking conscience, you know? I know you got some far-reaching fucking ideas, Elon, but rein yourself in. Nice lighting here on Deckard. Half-lit face. It's quite remarkable how the DOP, Jordan at Cronenwealth, how he's able to achieve these um, isolated moments, you know? Yeah, it's just beautiful fucking clarity throughout with the framing compositions. So that's better. What are you talking about, Deckard? Blade Runners can't have feelings. What the fuck, mate? That's too fucking of. Yeah, your phony fucking voiceover, mate. All right, mate. Can you shut the fuck up and we can just enjoy Vangelis and a nice isolated cityscape shot. Beautiful fucking view, Deckard. Look at this, man. Prop yourself. Get a seat. And we'll just be chilling outside, you know? Here she is. The mermaid herself. It's Daryl Hannah. Fucking hell, love. You look fucking lovely, baby. So she's playing the character of Pris. Fucking hell, love. The way you're fucking dressed, bombing about at night, people are going to get the wrong impression about it. Oh, it's a fucking escort, baby. How much do you fucking charge, love? Dangerous fucking escort. You fucking shred you in two. Yeah, the population... Oh, it's out of control. The pollution's out of control. Yeah, it's just a city... It's not even on the brink. It's a city that's gone to fucking pot, isn't it? You know? 
So I think we're outside the iconic... Is it Bradbury building? Quite a popular location within uh, LA. So this is a little ploy to... Um, yeah, they're obviously moving in on their next target. Here he is, old JF, Sebastian. It's a clever ploy from Batty. He sent Pris over. Smart as well, because she's the female beauty, isn't it? Uh, so that's probably a way to get to him a lot quicker, you know? So she's chilling in the fucking trash. Like in our love. She don't feel pain. So J.S. Sebastian's not even remotely bothered the fact that she just shattered his fucking vehicle. Smashed the fucking glass. He don't fucking care. I guess in this city, though, it's very hard getting things fucking repaired, you know? So this guy's a little bit shy, isn't he? Awkward. Childlike. Where were you going? Nice. She ain't got a fucking home. She's just fucking landed, mate. Oh yeah, love. Are you going to pay for the damage on my fucking vehicle, bitch? You can pay with it with your fucking body, love, yeah? Do you want to come upstairs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She gives him, as he turns away, ominous look, innit? So we get some wonderful interior light in here. So we're inside the... Uh, Bradbury building. So this is like a skylight that circulates the city. That's kind of cool, man. And then you get these shafts of light. Yeah, I'll see you working the way in. I don't know if it's like searchlights or kind of cool. I love the mannequins. Silhouette. Oh, it's unbelievable, man. Yeah, I'll never tire of watching this movie, man. Visual detail throughout is off the fucking... Look at the detail here, man. So look at the state of this fucking apartment. Just the flooring. Got leakage at play. Water's just getting in from outside. It's messy, it's dirty, it's edgy, you know? Yeah, the backlight in the silhouette, the shadowy aspects as they as they as, uh, as they move towards the camera. Yeah, it's really really effective. She looks wonderful, man. That hairpiece. So, what is this guy's job role? And then he build little people. Here we go. Oh yeah, hi Teddy Bear. Evening, fellas. If you fix me fucking... Di oh, they're pissing off again. These two fucking dickheads don't pull their fucking weight. Pris is loving it. Wow, man. 
They're my friends. I made them. Right, as you do. So if I'm right, I think Sebastian, he deals with uh, developing brains, isn't it, for the replicants. If I recall right, I could be wrong. We'll get to it later on. So yeah, again, the searchlights trickling in to these buildings, apartments. And Deckard, he's having a moment on the uh, piano. This is what I kind of enjoy about the character. He's he's a soulful type, isn't he, old Deckard? He's multi-layered, you know? So I'm interested to see on this version if we get the unicorn. No. So these are Deckard's uh, family pictures. Oh, shit, mate. Are they real or not? Oh, spoiler alert. We'll get to that later. That big revelation. So interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the unicorn moment was on the definitive version. I think it choppers in just a few moments ago. So this version is slightly different. This is ridiculous, this piece of fucking equipment. So it's a, it's a still image, it's a photograph. But the way he can almost bend and manipulate the image, almost, yeah, bypassing what you can actually see on the hard copy itself and sort of moving beyond, you know, outside the frame. Yeah, this is very much a uh, suspension of a disbelief moment right here. So this is a photograph he's taken from Leon's apartment. And I think it's Batty in shot here. Yeah, I think that's Batty. Center in pull back, chopper back. Rotate right, left 50, up, down. It's really interesting. He's moving in. Uh, This is kind of believable, because what he's going into is the mirror reflection, the circular dish. So is this so far-fetched? Let's have a look. Yeah, it's really interesting. This is very much futurist. Oh, no, he's not. Uh, So on the reflection here. I love it how the resolution maintains, you know. So we're doing a deep zoom on the reflection. This is fucking amazing, isn't it? Ah, he's an awesome fucking detective. Look, look. This is another person. And I think it... If I'm recalling right... So this is old Zora. So what he's done here, he's matched up the 
Is it the snake scale? The imprint. The imprints he found in uh, Leon's apartment. So he's matching it to her. Or whoever this person is, you know? Wow, man. Yeah, that piece of equipment very much is next level, isn't it? Pretty decent printout as well. Considering how far, how much he, how he completely manipulated the image, you know? In regards to the light zooming in. So the old snake scale. Nice, man. Beautiful shot. Sea of neon, heat of the night. Canisters of fire. Yeah, as I said, guys, you ever get your ass to, like, Tokyo or Hong Kong, you get this, man. You start bombing about throughout the night, it is just a sea of people, pollution, and neon. It's fucking glorious, baby. Yeah, I had so much fun visiting both cities. I really felt like I was uh, living the Blade Runner experience, you know? Fuck me, man. Is anyone else living this? Everyone's fucking Asian, you know? I originally went on record as saying, though, in the future, this would be the case, you know? The Asians would end up taking over, you know? Which is kind of interesting... Oh, uh, Tyrell, that they didn't maybe cast the character as Asian, and they could have done that, you know? So that's kind of interesting. Guess Ridley probably just wanted to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I was starting to pick up with this version. Yeah, certain moments that are not in comparison to the definitive. Yeah, noticing one or two shots that aren't in this version, you know? Fucking hell, man. I get the impression, so that's obviously a real snake. Uh, Harrison will be fine. He had enough... Well, actually, I'm just trying to think. Shit. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Did he do that before Blade Runner? Oh, they're almost... Probably a year between both movies, isn't it? But yeah, I'll see he did have a little bit of experience working with snakes on our raiders, you know. Quality. You gonna give me answers, mate? Oh yeah, Chinatown, yeah. So again, a couple of missing shots. Yeah, on the definitive, you get the dancers they're in like these containers outside the bar arena which we're all seeing right now they're wearing like these strange looking masks yeah it's really cool man oh this guy taffy he's a right fucking twat look at him talking to you mate all the time pal Buzz off. 
Fuck you, me. I ask you a fucking question. Oh, yeah. Is it Taffy? I can see you're not fucking dry. You fucking alcoholic. Cool, in Syria. Edgy, love the attire. Good casting as well on a lot of the extras. Everybody's very, like, distinctive, you know? So that photograph decks. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, a little phone call. Five 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 seven something something something. Ah, yeah. oh, so that's press, not press, Rachel. Fucking hell, Rachel! Is your your hair's always constantly maintains love? Fuck me, man. She don't want to talk. So he's been. Uh, fairly sincere, but she's giving him the uh, cold shoulder. She's still pissed off. The fact that she's just found out she's a replicant, you know? What the fuck is Decker? Something in his fucking mouth. Daffy Lewis. And the snake. Watch her lube it up. The serpent's... Gridling Grendel Hall. Yeah. Great, man. What an exciting place this is. So Deckard, he needs to get out in the back areas. Yep. She's in here. Oh, Zora. He's brilliant here. He pretends to be a uh, reporter. Puts on like a phony-ass voice. Really taps into the uh, detective film noir angle, you know. Love the uh, raincoat as well. It's classic attire, you know. Bogarts, baby. So here she is. Miss Salome. She's got a fucking python. She looks incredible, man. So she's obviously just come off stage. She just did her elaborate performance. We didn't get to see it because Ridley went on record as saying it was just going to be too expensive to shoot. So it's fine though. Kind of, I like the fact that we don't see it because it keeps the narrative. You want to speed up certain moments. So this is fine. So that's a real fucking snake. Fuck me, man. Oh, Deckard, mate, you're letting your voice alter slightly. She's going to be on to you. Oh, yeah, love, I'm for real. Oh, yeah. Shit, Deckard, you're speaking a bit too much here, mate. She's going to be on to you. I think she's already figured him out, you know. Yeah, she knows. She fucking knows. Look, you can tell. Yeah, you see it in her fucking eyes. She knows. This is the fucking shark that Batty's mentioned. 
Yeah, cool winter cutting here. Yeah. I love that repeated. It's the Asian voice circulating throughout the city. I don't know if it's an actual environmental sound. I think it's potentially something Van Gallis is adding in post, but it just feels like part of the city. The city, the soundscape within the city, you know? That's part of uh, Van Gallis's genius, though. He blends it. It's seamless, you know? Yeah, it's, oh, what a remarkable movie this is, you know. So she's breasted. Yeah, she's got him figured out here. Of course, Deckard, he doesn't quite realise. Oh, wow. Straighten his fucking face and throat. So we're going to get a really cool chase sequence in a moment. I mean, she does plan on killing him. Here and now. Yeah, pretty dangerous, aren't they? Get up close and personal with these fucking replicants. So this is an awesome sequence. Look at this, man. This is supposedly a fucking backlot. It's unbelievable, man. As I said, they're selling a lot of this shit. It's the neon, it's the smoke, it's the overpopulation there's so many elements you've got cars uh fire canisters great subjective camera deckard's pov yeah you really get a feeling of how sort of dense and overpopulated this city is you can barely fucking move look smoke again i love it atari and the sound I love that woman, just so random. Yeah, she's in her like... Well, it's fucking gridlock. She's sat in a fucking bus. Who fucking knows? Harry Krishnas are amazing. God, that's unbelievable, man. You'd imagine Ridley shot a lot of fucking coverage here. So shout out to the editor, you know. Because whilst it's a fairly disorientating sequence, brilliant use of colour here. Yeah, the camera coverage, the editing, as I was just about to say. You always feel very, like, orientated as a viewer. You can see what's going on, you know? I mean, we're balls deep in the fucking carnage, yeah? Oh, cross now. When it's red, cross now. Oh, shit. Zora's trying to hide here. Love the variation of colour, man. Walk. Walk. Whack. Getting us multi-colours here, aren't we? Greens and blues and purples. So that leads downwards, doesn't it? I guess into potential subway underpass area. Deckard's clocked her. We can't take the shot. Yeah, you don't want to accidentally shoot somebody. Yeah, it's an awesome chase sequence. Great editing. Bang. Misses first time. But he's got a good angle on her, hasn't he? Oh, she's shattering the glass. Wow, that's an iconic image. 
falling through the glass. Yeah, so you can tell this is not the definitive remastered version because you can clearly see that's a stunt double. Yeah, on the definitive version, they were able to... um, Yeah, so Joanna... Cassidy, they're able to superimpose her face over the stunt double extra, you know. I love it how she sort of crashed into this like shopping area with the snow. Wow, man, it's unbelievable, man. So, this is why Brian wanted Deckard on this fucking job. Yeah, I love it, the snow. And the bubbles and the mannequins and the neon. The detail's incredible, man. Fucking unbelievable. Oh shit, Leon. So he was close by. Great images here. Deck up. Routine. Okay. So I will say, I feel like the voiceover is improving slightly. I'm not going on record as saying this is my favourite version of uh, Blade Runner. That is not the case, but it's, um, yeah, where they're using it is a little bit better, you know. So Deckard, he's had enough. He needs a fucking drink. It's a long ass fucking night, mate. Budweiser. So this woman's got a fucking eye patch for being set upon. That's a wicked Bud. I fucking love it, man. Neon and smoke. Sign me fucking up, baby. I'd happily live in a city. like I know it's a little bit fucking dangerous and run down, but I'd be in my fucking element, you know? Oh, hello, Gaff. City speak, yeah? You twat. Brian. He wants out. Oh, fuck me, Brian. So you actually left the fucking office, mate. Don't get fucking wet. I got fucking names, mate. The one man... Slaughterhouse. Four. So how fucking dark is this from Brian? He wants Deckard to also take out fucking Rachel. Fuck me, mate. Fucking hell. Brian's almost as bad as fucking Tyrell. Just a man lacking in fucking morals. He ain't got fucking conscience, you know? Don't fucking care. It's all about getting the fucking work. Get the work done, you know? If there are casualties, so fucking be it, dickhead. Great music. Gives it a kind of... It's retro music, innit? So there she is, Rachel. Spectacular looking uh, gown, furry coat she's got on. Fuck me, man. Oh shit, Deckard. 
Time to meet fucking Leon, baby. So he knows who he is. Doesn't know. So four years. So, yeah, I guess great images. Yeah, look at the smoke, my environmental elements. Brilliant staging. Great fight sequence, you know. Nah, here we go. Nothing is worse than having an itch you can never scratch. Wake up. Time to die. <laughs> oh, Leon. He likes a slow fucking killing. Look. Wake up. Time to die. <laughs> oh, free your head, mate. Oh, well done, Rachel. So replicants killing each other. That's a nice moment because it draws her back into uh, proceedings, you know. I mean, she's been avoiding Deckard, but now this is going to bring it to a head, you know. Nice little blood effect there as Deckard sips on a... What is it? A water? Or maybe something a little bit stiffer, you know. Could be on the vodka, for all we know. I think if you were living in this city, you'd end up developing a rather substantial drinking problem, you know, just to get by. Oh, she is the business, baby. She's coming to terms with it. I am the business. And Van Gallis just coming back in there with the music. Yeah, man. Talk about, like, sound cueing in, you know. Yeah, Ridley went on record as saying Van Gallis was so meticulous and precise. I'd end up cueing in specific musical cue basically whatever was occurring on screen he'd be that fucking precise you know so like within this on this cut within this frame I'm gonna cue it in there so Harrison's in a great shape here yeah, this is prime Harrison Ford. Very muscular, athletic. I think he's sort of late 30s here, Harrison. Nice blood again. So he took a bit of a beating from old Leon. But he lives to fight another day. Yeah, nice dynamics between these two. Yeah, I'm enjoying... I know they're talking here. Like the silences between the two characters. Kind of like it. 
So in our eyes, weird reflection, and it emphasizes the fact she's a replicant. Also in Deckard's eyes as well. We'll get to it later on. Yeah, so Harrison, yeah, he's in great shape here, isn't he? Veiny fucking arms. He's very rugged, isn't he, as an actor. Rough and tumble, ready to go. He's an out-and-out action superstar, isn't he? He's a fucking movie star. He's one of the greats, you know, old Harrison. Again, the music. Van Gallis is just coming into his own throughout this sequence. It's fucking wonderful, man. Oh, shit. Oh, he's going to lie here. Longevity. Ain't going to tell it. He can't do it, man. It's too much. Classified. Yeah, right, mate. Maybe it's best you don't fucking know. Just try and live your life, you know? I know it's difficult. Oh, have you ever taken it yourself, Deckard? Oh, shit. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't think I fucking have. Gonna get a beautiful curia. It's like a little saxy saxophone moment, I think. It's the Blade Runner blues theme. As I fucking butcher Van Gallis's fucking iconic score. So the origins of Deckard, assuming he's a replicant. Yeah, all of these photographs ain't for fucking real, baby. You know? What, is this all being fabricated by fucking Tyrell? You fucking bastard. Deckard's out for the count. Overworked. Stressed out, isn't he? You know? Beautiful sequence, this one. The stillness, the music, the performances. It's, oh, it's wonderful, baby. Memories. Oh, Rachel. Well done, Tyrell. So you program the fact that she can play the piano. Clap, clap. Finally, he's done something fucking right. Oh, shit, Rachel. I'm going to fuck up your hair, love. Fuck me, man. Pulling our locks down. So Decker, he's going to be a full-on fucking charmer in a second, isn't he? Oh, you play fucking beautifully. <laughs> yeah. And he attempts to fucking rape her. Right. We'll get into it in a second. Awkward fucking sequence. I think, though, the two actors didn't get along very well on set. So, so it's Sean Young and Harrison Ford. Um, oh, I love that. He catches the bottle. That's fucking wicked, man. 
It's these little fucking detail I've seen. God knows how many times I've seen this movie. Um, yeah, it's just these little moments I pick up on. I mean, you can say it's pretty irrelevant, but it just stays with me, you know? Decker catching the bottle. I fucking love it, you know? Kind of adds to the realism, you know? Or if it's Tyrell's fucking nieces, isn't it? Yeah. Deckard is gonna, like... You stop thinking like that, it's yours. Own it, you know? These are your fucking experiences, you know? Let's defy the bastard, you know? Who's just oozy to say what's what, you know? I think that's why I enjoy the Batty character so much. Because he really goes after the uh, creator and I kind of like it, you know. Oh yeah, Harrison. So Deckard, about to force himself on Rachel. Kind of weird if you suspect the two of these, they're both fucking replicants. What the fuck, man? Yeah, this is a really awkward sequence, i got to say. It's not rape. I can't really say she's reciprocating right now, but Harrison's like, Oh, I'm going to take it all, baby. Yes. Now you kiss me. What the fuck, man? Kiss me. Do it. I'm sweating. Kiss me. Touch me. Robotic fucking sex. Great. Yeah, it's quite a... standoffish love-making sequence, isn't it? Because he grabs onto our fucking hair. Yeah, watch. Our reference is coming up. Starts attempting to pull her wig off. Where is it? There, look. What are you fucking doing, Dave? Rip her fucking hair off. There's our Asian... Not on. Off well, baby. Asian woman's popping fucking pills. Is that the only way you survive? You've got to take your fucking pills. Press. Mascara. Mascaring her fucking eyes. Oh, it's a cuckoo. Sebastian's fucking toy shop, innit? Love the smile. So he's got a little pet. He's got what, fucking pet rats? White mice? What is it? What is going on? So they're like toys slash little people. We've got fucking Pinocchio to the fucking right. Absolutely love the look here on uh, Daryl Hannah. It's the hair man and the blackened eye eyeliner. Yeah, it looks great, baby. Whitened face. Kind of ghost-like. She's snooping. 
It's a slow process. She needs the information. Yeah, you look beautiful. Yeah, he's very awkward, isn't he? Oh, Sebastian. Oh, Roy Batty's coming up. Probably getting impatient. Twenty-five, but he's got some kind of like, yeah, aging syndrome problem. Okay, I kind of like it. So if you can't pass a medical, you can't get off world. Interesting. Ha 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 ha! Very deceptive, Pris. Oh, here he is. It's probably been like a good half hour since Batty was on screen, but he's still very memorable, isn't he? Yeah, the impression I get with the Brad building within the fictional world of Blade Runner is there some romantic subtext to uh, Batty and Pris you know are they romantically involved oh he's very distraught his old Batty Leon's dead and Zora shit wonderful acting moment here from our Rutger there's only two of us. This is awesome. His defiance here is amazing. Look at the look on his face. I love it. No, we won't. Yeah. Everyone cheer for Roy Batty. Yeah, man. He's very gentle here, isn't he, Batty? Oh, he's loving Sebastian's digs, isn't he? But they need the information, you know. Game of chess. Clever from Batty, because maybe he knows chess. Your opponent. Crossing the T's, isn't he? I wouldn't say perfect, mate. I've got this slight issue regarding longevity. That's the perfection to there, you know? Yeah, he's very clever, isn't he, but he's not... Yeah, he's letting... Yeah, they're luring uh, Sebastian out slowly. Let him start mentioning, I see Nexus 6, Tyrell, the guy you work for. And then they'll start, therefore I am. Very 
yeah, they're really playing to the fact that this guy, he hasn't really got, like, any friends, so they're trying to be like, oh, we're, we're your new friends. Tell us what you know, you know? So the replicants don't feel pain, hot or cold. Completely irrelevant, you know? Oh shit. Look. Oh, Terrell. Well, is he good? Well, that's open to fucking debate. He's good at his fucking job. But is he morally good? Very fucking questionable, you know? No, mate, look. You need to chop me in. Yeah, let me talk to him, son. Yeah? Yeah, they can certainly get to him. You, Sebastian, you know? Because Sebastian's arguably Terrell's like key developer, you know. So Batty and uh, Pris have got their, their angle in here, you know. He's very fucking charismatic, isn't he? Oh, uh, Roy Batty. I love this moment. Oh, will you help us? Oh, yeah, man. What funny fucking eyes. He's going to play ball here. He just looks like he's in fucking pain, Sebastian. Just the act of communicating with other humans while replicants here. That look between uh, Batty and Paris. They're like, yes, we're on to him. Trying to get this fucking bastard. So this is a fabulous sequence incoming. Opens up a lot of like questions, doesn't it? What ifs scenarios? Uh, yeah, some deep fucking stuff, man. Because I was certainly not a religious type, but just, let's just say you asked it, okay, we, we're all mortal, we're going to die at some point. But if you could potentially have a conversation with your maker, the cr- creator himself, yeah. How's that conversation going to unfold, you know? Because you'd imagine there's a lot of people in life who've led hard lives, you know, and I think they'd have a lot to say if, say, if God was really a thing, you know? Be pissed off, say, "Ah, can you let people fucking suffer? Wars being fought, disease, cancer, you know, hardships, you know? Born me into a life of fucking suffering, you bastard, you know? So it's really like a no expense spared in it. Bedroom area here for Terrell.
So he's definitely going to let him in here. Not suspecting. Yeah, mate. And a Roy Batty to my side. So he's up in the uh, penthouse area, and he makes total sense. Of course, the crate is going to live on the highest level. Candles are wonderful here. Yeah? Gosh, your fucking bedroom spacious enough, Tyrell. Got enough fucking room, mate. Fuck me, man. Fucking palace area. Well, that little look by Tyrell there. Yeah, is it a worrying glance? Oh, he's probably been suspecting this. You've got to question his fucking security. Oh, shit. He wants more fucking life, doesn't he? So I'm interested to see how this sequence unfolds. There are many versions of this sequence, you know? I want more life. It's either father or fucker. Ah, so it's the fucker line. Very interesting. Because on the definitive version, it's father. So they changed that line. Yeah, and different contexts when you say fucker over father, you know? The sequence rings, it, the moment plays a lot differently, doesn't it, you know? Because when Batty says fucker, it's like full-on aggression, but when he says father, there's still, you feel that element of respect between the two characters, i.e. maybe he's potentially still looking up to uh, Tyrell in some way. Yeah, Batty, man. He's certainly got Tyrell's intellect, hasn't he? He's throwing out possibilities, but Tyrell's like, we've tried everything, you know? Great, a great line here from Tyrell. But not to last... Oh, yeah, Tyrell, that's your fucking justification. My light. Short-ass fucking light. Yeah, it burnt so fucking brightly, didn't it? Made you look fucking amazing, mate. Fucking hell, man. Batty... Clearly got a conscience, and Tyrell's like, I'll revel in it. Revel in the bloodshed. Yeah. Let's fuck him up, Batty. Come to me, father fucker. Let me grab your fucking head. Kiss, kiss. So, is it bloodied eyeballs? 
Oh, he's crushing his skull. Oh, oh. Oh, crushing. Oh, the owl's looking on. Wow, baby. What a moment from Rutger Hauer, man. Sea of fucking intensity. So that wasn't a really gory or graphic sequence. I know, I think there is another version out there where we get to see, like, eyeballs getting fucking shredded. Oh, this is harsh, man. I don't think we ever... I think he fucking kills Sebastian, doesn't he? Oh, that's maybe... Yeah, the long car. I have a bit of an issue. It's like, fucking hell, you at least spare fucking Sebastian. But I guess, though, Batty wants to enter all of it. You know, if Sebastian potentially lives on, there could be a continuation of, like, replicant development. But then again, Tyrell's, all of his records are still going to be somewhere, you know? So it can still potentially carry on, I guess. Oh, look. Look, small people. It's like fucking Escape from New York, this. Look. Oh, he did kill him. Jesus, man. Nice. So, Decker's going to check up on the apartment. It's all very logical. Logical storytelling, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Fuck off, mate. I'm Blade Runner. I'm above your fucking jurisdiction, you dickhead. Have a good one, yeah, mate. All right. So I'm good to go. Piss off. So a little phone call up to uh, JF's apartment. And Pris is still up there. Oh, old friend of JF. This is one of my favourite sequences regarding the use of music. It's the musical cue when the moment Deckard perceives the Bradbury building exterior. I absolutely love the music, man. It's glorious. So here we go. I think those cars are called, like, spinners. Here we go. Yeah, I love it, man. It's got a kind of playful searching nature to the score. Yeah, stepping into the unknown. Pris is preparing herself. She knows he's coming. I really like that, man. As I said, these replicants, their perception levels are off the scale. She can already sense that he's coming up. That's incredible, baby. So that searchlight is probably still at play. Yeah, it's still... So it's constant, isn't it? Yeah, that's really cool.
Can I get a Coca-Cola, Asian lady? Oh, sequence, man. I don't think the Bradbury's looked any ever been bettered on film than obviously Blade Runner. It's just spectacular, isn't it? Again, it's all to do with the Chasselai, the the rain spillage coming in. And just the general like rundown nature of the interior, you know. Oh, I love that she spins round. It's really cool because you get. You start hearing like whispering voices. I think it's coming from the interior of Sebastian's apartment. I think like the front door's still open. Deckard's in full fucking hunting mode, isn't he? Got a fucking red dot on his. Pop pistol. Yeah, just the sporadic use of sound. Home at home again. Welcome back, JF. Stepping into the unknown here, isn't he? Yeah, he's like, what the fuck, man? Are these fucking little people bombing about? Where's my fucking subject to? And press is loving it. <laughs> I kind of like the fact that the way Ridley's filming Daryl, the way she's looking back at the camera, sort of smiling. It's a little like wink to the audience, you know, about what's to come. So she's in shot there. That's so fucking clever, isn't it? Mixing in with the mannequins, completely undetectable, you know? But maybe Decker's suspecting... I mean, yeah, surely just from her like physical outline, you can sort of tell. Yeah, she looks more human than these fucking dolls. Here we go. She's super fucking still. He's suspecting. Wow. She got fucking super strength. Wow. Crushing hour. So looking to fucking end him. Jesus, man. Oh, Deckard. I mean, this makes total sense if he is a fucking uh, replicant. Because he's also able to survive this moment. Yeah, no mere mortal man would be able to fight back here. So, yeah, this to me makes sense, you know. It's a brutal fucking killing, baby. Her incessant screaming, man, lives on. Oh, slow motion. Wow, man. Fucking gorgeous, man. So cinematic. So, big showdown incoming. Rick Deckard versus Roy Batty. Place your fucking bets. Pris is dead. Nice Batty immediately coming in. 
Jesus, man. I love that cue with the whining. Oh, shit. He's going to be pissed off here. What choice did Deckard have, though? He's been given a job. I end these fucking replicants. He's suspecting that things ain't right, but what can he do, you know? Batty knows he's in there, you can tell. He's got unbelievable reflexes as well. So he's just clocked the fact that uh, Press is dead. It's going to be devastated. Devastated and fucking pissed off at the same time, you know? Maybe it's a fucking blessing. I mean, she didn't have long left. He was suspecting. I think he realises the fact that he ain't got long, you know? It's all been a race against time, all of this. Zabati's now going to be like, fuck it, man. If I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out in style. Yeah, look at that roll, man. Dodged a fucking bullet. Aren't you the uh, good man? Deckard. Look at all this fucking steam, baby. Yeah, talk about a run-down fucking interior. As I said, a city that's completely gone to pot, you know? Wow, baby. Time to break some fingers and thumbs. Yeah, but he's like, I'm going to drag this out. Yeah, you killed my fucking friends. Jesus, son. <laughs> oh, shit. How many seconds I got, Batty? Fuck. Run, 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 Deckard. Great visuals incoming. Yeah, Ridley and uh, Jordan Cronenworth. Well, they really go to town here with this interior set. Look at the smoke, the rain. Oh, man, you got to love this Batty character, man. The pain, it's so fucking raw. What a remarkable performance from uh, Rutger Hauer, man. <laughs> Iconic. Pris. Shit. Oh, I hate this moment. Batty's fucking wailing, howling. Ah, oh, the anguish, the pain, the rawness to this sequence, these moments, you know? And the way his pain, the echo. Yeah, it's coming in here. It echoes back to Deckard. Ooh. Ooh. Wow, man. Absolute master clash. Clash. Clash in visuals and sound. 
Shit, they're good. He's coming to collect, son. Let's get out of here. Love the backlighting, shafts of light. Brilliant use of like spotlights throughout this movie, you know. It's like backlighting, isn't it? I think it's stylistically uh, certainly a, a thing you saw a lot of in the 80s. Certainly if you look at like MTV music videos in the 1980s. There's a hell of a lot of that, like, backlighting effect, you know. But I love it, man. So Rutger is a fucking giant of a man, isn't he? Physical fucking specimen. Oh, well done, Deckard. Drop your fucking gun, mate. Oh, oh yeah, Deckard. You're going to climb the fucking bookcase, you twat. Right, it leads upwards. Fucking hell, how fucking run down is this fucking Brad Bradbury building, baby? It obviously leads all the way upwards. Yeah, his clenching fist suggests he ain't got long left here, but yeah, he's on a shutdown mode, you can tell. Mechanism starting to fail. I can state this fucking bathroom, man. Fuck me. Brilliant, like set designs and like just the general use of like lighting and what they're doing. Everything in camera. It's fucking remarkable, man. I mean, I'm only watching this on uh, Amazon Prime. You, once you get onto like. Blu-ray in 4K, man. Fuck me. This film done half old up a treat, you know. So, Batty's quelled the pain by putting a fucking nail through his hand. Fucking hell, man. Get what up, mate? Is that some fucking sexual innuendo? Ha 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 ha. These boys having quite a fucking party. Oh yeah, we're rocking out in the fucking Bradbury building, Batty. Batty loves it. He loves pain. Look at him. Oh yeah, son. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the spirit, baby. <laughs> oh fuck me, there are fucking pigeons everywhere. It's a pigeon palace, Shindek. Oh shit, Deckard. Take a tumble, son. That's a fair drop. Oh, shit, Deckard. Hang on, son. Oh. Oh. That Asian woman's still wailing outside. Oh. She's wailing outside. Oh, it's the old T. Is it TDK? Neon sign? There's no escaping Batty, man. He's too quick, too powerful. Very unsporting, yeah? Irrational, mate. Yeah, right. Fuck you, mate. <laughs> Where are you going, dickhead? Deckard, sorry. 
So it's all leading upwards. Remarkable shots here. Combinations, live elements, uh, miniature map paintings. I guess it's the full, full works, isn't it? Batty's really savouring these moments. Just had a moment there where he's just like embracing the rain. Ah, it's man. If you're going to go out in life, you're going to go out in style, especially if you're Roy Batty, you know? Almost goes back to what Tyrell said to him, revel in your time. And that's what Batty's doing here, you know? But he has no fucking intention of killing Deckard. He's more about teaching him a lesson, isn't it? Music's wonderful. Environmental sounds. It's completely fucking seamless, man. You know? It's just like Vangelis is fully integrated into this cityscape. Jesus, man. Yeah, i got to say, I don't mind this version. I mean, the voiceover is barely fucking used, so it's fine in my eyes. It was a bit ropey at the start, but nah, this is a perfectly watchable version. I still obviously prefer Ridley's final cut. It's my favourite version, but this, uh, nah, this still holds up a treat. The searchlights are up top. And these constant... So it's the TDK neon sign. These rotating fans. Are they to deal with the environment or something in some way? The smoke? Wow. Dakar can barely make the jump over. But he's going to have no issues jumping over. He's next level. So if Deckard is a fucking replicant, what version is he? Because he's clearly not the same as Batty. And Batty, to me, feels like two generations on from Deckard, you know? He's got the dove in his left hand. Uh, the dove's like, Roy, Roy, mate, what are we doing? Dove's like, oh, all right, Roy. I hear you ain't got long left to live, son. Oh, yeah. Don't crush me. Easily makes the jump. With room to spare. Wow, look at that drop. Yeah, Deckard's done for, man. He's either going to drop to his death. But he's wonderful here. The rain, the blood on his face. To be a slave. Oh, those lines don't half ring true, I tell you. What's it going to be? Oh, Deckard. Go on, Roy, save him. Oh, defiant Deckard. He spat in his face and Roy's like, no, mate, you're not going to die. One-handed. Unbelievable strength. Yeah, Rutgers an absolute giant. Absolute specimen, isn't he? It was never about killing you, Deckard. It was about teaching you a lesson, I guess. 
So we're about to get one of the most iconic speeches in cinema incoming. Improvised by Rutger. Ah, clap, clap, clap. To die. Yeah, I wanted to keep quiet during that speech. Oh, it's remarkable, man. And that realisation, that look back from Deckard, there's a real, like, a sort of like a mutual understanding between the two characters. Deckard's like, now, nah, this is not the bad man that Tyrell was making out, you know? Yeah, beautiful. As it slowly fades in and out of the two characters. It's a voiceover. So that's decent. Yeah, that voiceover moment's pretty cool. I don't mind that. So what, Deckard, are you starting to suspect, mate? I mean, Deckard's done with the... F oh, yeah, Gaff. Yeah, mate, you can take up the fucking reins. You origami fucking... Watcher. Brilliant, man. So I'm just wondering, as I said, guys, I've never sat through this version fully. Are we going to get a different... But then again, who does? Yes. Beautiful, man. Yeah, are we going to get a different ending here? Because there is a version where they drive off into the fucking... Or they get out of the city. Because normally with the final cut, the definitive version, it ends on Deckard and Rachel getting into the lift. The lift door closes and it ends. So I'm interested to see it. Yeah, Deckard's made up his mind yet. He's on the run now. It's almost like he's taking up the slack from uh, Roy Batty, isn't he? Deckard, you know. Going against the system, you know, the powers that be. With, obviously, probably the ultimate goal is to change, make things better, you know. 
yeah i think if you're going to start developing replicants you need to be a little bit more morally responsible you know creating all these fucking fake ass memories to keep them in chat and then fucking cutting their life force off early doors what a wonderful fucking existence you know so she's under there she's not fucking dead Yeah, so really enjoyed covering this today. Yeah, finally, it was good to sit down with this version. I hope in the film audios come through on the commentary because I really think that will just add to the experience. Not too loud, hoping there's no like copyright issues, but I tend to just upload these commentaries to like Spotify, Amazon Music. And various other platforms, Google Podcasts, etc. So hopefully it'll be all good. So here we go. How's this film going to fucking end, I wonder? So you get the revelation here. It's the origami figurine. A Deckard bumps into now I see Gas voice gonna filter into his psyche. It's to realise at the moment he realizes he's a replicant. One problem with this version though is we've not got the unicorn sequence, the dream sequence. So this don't make sense here, look. Why is Deco he's looking at it? Yeah, so that really doesn't tie in because there's no dream, there's no vision from Deckard. Here we go, so how's it going to end? Oh, look, it's a different ending, right. So I think Ridley borrowed some footage from Stanley Kubrick because Kubrick, in classic Kubrick fashion, shot, shot multiple fucking... T- it's the shining footage right here, isn't it? So they're driving off. They're heading up to the Overlook Hotel. They've got out of the city. How wonderful, Deckard and fucking Retro. Here we go. Oh, what? Who does? So ending on footage of The Shining. So interesting, in this version, voiceover version, you can really... And the music's kicking in. Yeah, it really feels like Deckard isn't a replicant in this version. Hmm, interesting. So I'm just admiring all of this footage from The Shining. Fuck me, man. Like Kubrick's, as they all seed mead. Visual futurist Philip K. Dick, forgot to mention him. So obviously based on a short story. Do androids dream of electric sheep? Shout out, clap, clap. Fuck me, Kubrick. He's got a film fucking everywhere, isn't it? Fade into black. 
yeah, this is a real, I kind of like this version because this is the, Deckard is not a replicant version in my eyes, you know. Yeah, so just a note guys, obviously I am going to do a full commentary on the uh, final cut version, which is obviously my favourite version, so we'll get to that at a later date. Dun 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. Oh yeah. Great music, baby. One of my favourite film soundtracks of all time. Yeah, so this film is definitely it's top two all time. I usually alternate between John Carpenter's The Thing and Blade Runner, really depending on mood. But it's kind of crazy to think that these films, they both come out during summer of 1982 and they're my two favourite films of all time. That's kind of kind of crazy, but I kind of like it, a bit of symmetry. And at the time, both films didn't do very well on release. I think they were very much, they fell into like the shadow of uh, E.T., which is like the overly fluffy, sentimental alien flick. That's not a criticism of E.T. I think it's what audiences wanted during that summer. But obviously Blade Runner and uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, obviously a lot, the subject matter is a lot darker. So it took a while for the those two films to gather some traction. But obviously the... Um, advent of like home video VHS really started to give these films some like longevity and life you know it's a colour by Technicolor filmed in Panavision beautiful man it's winding down so it's filmed at the Burbank Studios Burbank California all shot on backlot my god guys it looks fucking real and soundtrack by Vangelis I salute you son absolute fucking legend ah it's an argument to say this is uh, Ridley's finest hour isn't it usually you're gonna alternate between Alien or Blade Runner isn't it, for his ultimate filmic experience so just getting the cast credits here beautiful yeah, Joe Turkel as Tyrell. Joanna Cassidy as Zora. Also, old James Hong played Chu. Yeah, shout out to him. Still going strong. So winding down, guys. If you've enjoyed the commentary, leave me a review on Spotify. Film dedicated to Philip K. Dick. Wonderful. So I'm signing off, guys. I'll be back again soon. Bye now.